Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We are here tonight to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe in all of its glory. Uh, but in particular, we're going to be discussing Agent Carter Season 2, Episodes... 8 and 9. 8 and 9, yeah, that's right. Edge of Mystery and A Little Song and Dance. I liked A Little Song and Dance. That was fun. I liked both of them. Uh, oh, as episodes, I liked them both. I think I was just pointing out... I liked the musical ah. section. I that opening dream sequence. I love certain musicals. Love certain musicals. Uh, and every once in a while, I, I start to think maybe I don't like musicals. And then a new one comes out that I'm like, that one's great. <laughs> uh, but it's always like real kind of quirky, weird ones. Right now, I'm in love with Hamilton. Yeah, I knew you were. Oh, so in love. <laughs> Listen to it constantly. So anyway, um, <laughs> news first. Because there's some big news this week. Yeah, there is. Something we waited to podcast about. Yep, we waited a whole 24 hours to do this cast. Oh, it's been horrible having to wait. Just so we could do this, talk about this uh, this new video that came out. Daredevil trailer part two for season two. How have you ever even heard of people separating a trailer into part one and part two? Well, they had to introduce these big characters in I know. two parts. This is the thing. This trailer had about as much punisher as the first trailer had electra yeah yeah like punisher was barely in it we've been watching all these trailers and uh, all this stuff about it and we knew electra was going to be in this season uh but we had no idea that i had i had no idea the extent that they were going to be having her I, it seemed to me like it was going to be the punisher and daredevil show this season yeah but this trailer barely showed punisher and it seems like there's a whole other thing going on. <laughs> and it looks just as bad. Like, this could have been all the season's about, and I probably would have been happy. Yeah. The, this it, looks like a continuation of what Stick came in for for that one episode. Yes. And, and they they mentioned the hand. Yep. Have we ever heard the hand said on screen before? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's just something we've known from comics was coming because of the red suits. Right. I don't think they've actually mentioned it by name. And uh, the the when well, they show one of the hand soldiers and he's holding the same weapon that Nabu used last season. Nobu. Nobu. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, what what was his name then? Nobu. Oh, well, you already told me I was wrong, and you called me Boo. I get that, but what was his name? <sighs> Jeff just like lost all life out of his body. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to do this cast with me. I I just I can't I can't even deal with you right now. <laughs> that was a great trailer. <laughs> that was um, a fantastic trailer. We are trailer. so close. We're one month exactly, right? No. No, 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 18th. We're less. 18th. That's right. I was thinking of Batman v Superman. Which is the next week, a week after that. We are 22 days away. Woo! That's amazing. That I'm is... really, there is something coming out every Thursday or Friday in, in March, or like a lot of them. I'm really excited about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay. That look just looks neat. I'm really excited about Daredevil, of course. And I'm really excited about Batman v Superman. It's just a great month for content. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, did you hear about the Batman v Superman like home video release? Uh, it's a rumor, but yeah, like it was coming from from the guys up top. Like, well, from... it came from the MPAA or whatever. The it came from the ratings organization supposedly that they rated a version of Batman v Superman as rated R, and they're yep. saying it's probably for the uh, video release. 
As far as that's the last thing I heard. That was today earlier today. I'm not sure. Um, I heard about it a couple of days ago. Okay, I just heard uh, heard people talking about it earlier today, and as of that point, they hadn't had anything other than just kind of rumors. I think it's a dumb idea to release that information. I don't think DC wants that information out. Yeah. If they are, okay, it's just so we're sitting here talking in code. Um, what apparently there, uh, the MPAA said they uh, rated a version of Batman v Superman as rated R. And it's being speculated that that's going to come out on DVD. They're going to have like an R-rated version, uh, which, uh, given Deadpool's success, is believable that they would like, oh, R-rated comic book movies. That that should be a thing. Why can't DC do their own thing? Why can't they make decisions and stick with them? Why do they just have to follow the... If it's true, if this is true... It's supposed to be the director's cut that that is the R-rated one. Yeah. If this is true, they're making this announcement because Daredevil is such a success. And that is or, stupid. You mean Deadpool? That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I mean, Deadpool. Daredevil was very, very bloody. Also successful and bloody. Uh, and, and rated R, probably, if it had oh, to be yeah. rated. It had to be. Oh, gosh. He, maybe not, but probably. A head got knocked off. Yeah. That's true. In response to that, Peyton Reed, the director for Ant-Man... And uh, MN and the Wasp. In response to... In, re- in response to that information being leaked. Batman v Superman yeah. radar. I didn't know if it was in response to the head being knocked he, off on No, the no. Sorry, confused. He tweeted about... Um, he tweeted kind of in response to that. He was like, all right, well, it's confirmed. Ant-Man and the Wasp has to be NC-17. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's going straight to it. It's hilarious mostly because I feel like he's mocking DC for oh, like yeah. following, always following the trends. Yep. They just don't. Uh, I'm not saying never because obviously the Batman movies, 20 years ago they were trailblazers, and but lately they just seem to just be trying to glom on to everything Marvel's done. Yeah. Yeah. And now Fox has done something super successful, and they're like, ooh. Uh, we can I guess do that too. We can be rated R if we have to, but you should. You, I, I don't think a Batman v Superman movie should be rated R. And if you're gonna make it rated R, make the real version rated R, and then put a kids version out. Like <laughs> putting saying that. Don't worry. There's a. There's a. It's a. It's a really bloody movie, but we had to tone it down for the theaters. Just wait on the DVD. Is like so stupid. Yeah. That makes me way less excited for the movie. If like people are gonna be like. I guess I'll just wait for the DVD then. Right? I don't want to go see it in theaters. And then when it does poorly in theaters, they're going to be like, mm, I guess, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I want to do that at all. I just feel like it's like the kids' version that I'm going to see. Yeah. Like, don't patronize me. Yeah. So how about that Daredevil trailer part two with all of the electrifying? I mean, yeah. I, I like her amazing. quippiness. Yeah, I like the levity that she brings to her role. They seem like they have they're going to have a fun relationship. Yeah, Just I like mean you can good... see some sexy parts going on. Uh, yes, you couldn't see with who. Well, but we can assume there was a hand on her, and she looked like she was having some sexiness times. <laughs> yes, uh, some nakedness, and it looked. I spotted in the background. It looked like the ring, or the boxing ring of the gym that Matt trains at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got he got it on with Electra. Bow chick bow wow. Especially after what Netflix did with Jessica Jones. Oh God. We didn't get anything anything that sexual in Daredevil last season. <laughs> so No, I mean there was there was like there was a kiss. 
a few yeah. times. Like I said. There's a world on fire, and they beat each other bloody. Or everybody beat each other bloody. Yeah. Not just the two of them. That would have been weird. Man, but there this, was, there was this, nothing that intense. This season's looking awesome. What's our next thing at what's our next Netflix thing after Daredevil? Is there, it going to be just There Jones has 2? not been any confirmed okay. what it what it's going to be that I know because they're in production and Jessica Jones season Luke 2 has Cage. not started is Luke Cage. But, but they haven't actually announced that. Right. They haven't announced when what is coming. It right. looks like Luke Cage is in November based on that one promo, but we still have hope that it'll come out sooner. However, uh, one of our one of our um, one of our fans, our man in the field in New York, right? Uh, Thomas Brendan says to us, um, or he said to us in a Facebook message, he just kind of shared a link that is basically talking about a uh, a Netflix superhero show going to be blowing things up in Brooklyn on Wednesday night. Um, so I guess technically last night, but this past Wednesday they were going to be blowing stuff up. Uh, things that could be seen from the Manhattan side, um, just large expl- up to six large explosions that will shoot about fifteen feet into the air between six p.m. and ten p.m. Wow! Um, the explosions are being filmed for Luke Cage, which if they're not done filming yet, then I don't know that we're going to get a release earlier than November. Um, I would hope so because they've been working on it for a while now, right? Um. But I don't think that they would want to release it. So, like, if they, if they started in September, like we talked about before, <laughs> if they started filming in September, I don't think that they would want to release it in September and then have something else in November being, you know, so close. When does Suicide Squad come out? <laughs> I wonder if they drop it a week before Suicide Squad. Oh, my Squad. God, that would be hilarious. That would be great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, just, man. just like subtly sticking it to DC. Just in hey every guys, way that they can. Don't go out twice to see uh, that movie. <laughs> Stay home and watch. Stay home and watch Netflix. Luke Cage. Watch the. Oh I don't think it's gonna stop again. I don't think Daredevil is gonna stop anyone from going to see Batman v Superman. But I think it is absolutely possible it'll stop someone from going twice. Well, it comes out a week before. Yeah. But not everyone is like us. I mean, we don't even watch it in one week. I, I want to. Well, yeah, I would sit down and probably watch it quicker. I I would, and I'm glad this podcast gives me a reason to slow down because so you can look at every instant. And I can pay attention. Our discussion, our discussion about every episode really makes me think and assess every episode before I move on. Instead of just like, I don't remember what happened. Those four episodes blur together. <laughs> It was also good, though. They do a I have good to watch job. Watch it four more times. <laughs> They've done a good job on all all the Daredevil and Jessica Jones episodes of having a solid arc in it, like per episode. So each episode tends to have a life of its own, a yeah. story of its own. It doesn't um, it doesn't all run together like some shows. So I guess we should probably move on to our next story now that we're talking about Luke Cage a little bit. Uh, you want to talk about his best friend being cast? I, I would love to. Okay. Finn Jones of Game of Thrones fame, he played Sir Loras Tyrell in Game yeah. of Thrones, has been cast as Danny Rand for Iron Fist. He's the immortal Iron Fist. Yeah. I feel like he <clears> hasn't, uh, he's not been a huge part of Game of Thrones. He's there. He's been on a few a few episodes here and there. <laughs> uh, he's Sir Loras Tyrell. He's... His shenanigans started a lot of the uh, a lot of the downward spiral that happened in the last season of Game of Thrones. 
I mean, come true, on. True. But it was more like he was a motivation and things. I mean, yeah, he was. They, was they, he they, the MacGuffin? <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like uh, I, I don't think of when I think of Game of Thrones, I think of like the top ten characters on the show. You think of I don't think of him. Nick Oblige, Coster, Waldo. Where is he? Where's his hand? <laughs> Sorry, that was really funny for me. That was, it was funny. A little, a little, uh, a little elusive. A little on grim. The... <laughs> but no, I, th- I think of I think of a lot of characters before I think of him. But you know, it's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones just a they great have a zillion characters, and all of them die. A lot of people die on that show. Uh, 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 they are. Um... Just a good pedigree of acting is what I was going to say. That's fair. Really good acting. So, uh, and and as everything he's done as Sir Loras, I have enjoyed. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do as a different character, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I doubt Denny Rand's going to be much like uh, Loras Tyrell. Oh God, not at all. Not anything like it. So, uh, it is important to remember, though, that this started as a rumor. The report of this casting started as a rumor on that had that hashtag show podcast. Um, and then it was confirmed ish or corroborated by entertainment weekly. Um, Marvel and Netflix have declined to comment on any of those articles, like for anybody that has posted those. So it's not been necessarily confirmed, but entertainment weekly doesn't really have that bad a track record (laughs) as far as like announcement. So I'd say this is a pretty solid story to, uh, to look at, but again, still, Relatively small grain of salt to take it with. Not not confirmed. Yeah, not confirmed by the, the higher-ups. But right. definitely look forward to Finn Jones. <laughs> and I guess to bring it bre- uh, bring it back to, uh, to you know, full circle, let's let's finish out. Uh, we got some Daredevil promo picks that are going to be in our slideshow that, uh, that have come out. There's a new uh, poster with Elektra. There's a new poster with Frank Castle with a just really intense-looking Punisher look to him. Um, speaking of Bernthal's castle, he had a, uh, an interview recently. Um, I feel like you have to either say Punisher or Frank Castle, because if you just say Castle, I think of Nathan Fillion on that show. He you would know, make a great Frank Castle. castle. Uh, I don't know. No, it'd be awesome. I don't know. He has intensity because I think, I think a lot of his, uh, levity would be wasted on Punisher. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think you just. I think John Bernthal is a pretty great casting. Oh, dude, John Bernthal is perfect. I don't want Nathan Fillion in place of it. I just think it would be really funny to see Nathan Fillion do cast or Frank Castle. I, I would watch Nathan Fillion do most anything, <laughs> except for apparently he's, the last two seasons of Castle. I kind of fell off the wagon. Yeah, he's almost he's almost at Bill Murray level. Huh. Like want him to do everything. Yeah, kind no, of. I agree. So anyway, uh, he said. In an interview with Marvel.com, actually, um, he said a big part of Matt Murdock is he needs to be one very bad day away from being Frank Castle. That's the crux of their conflict. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm all about. Get out of my way. And this sort of concern for the greater good is something that I think is secondary, secondary to this man at this point. What's interesting is you find these two characters that are so alike and so different, and then when they collide, they just learn from each other. So Daredevil's going to learn what has to be done for, uh, I guess, who needs to die and when you need to go too far. Hmm. And then Punisher needs to learn to lighten up a little bit. Yeah. That's what and I'm thinking. And not kill 
everyone. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that he's couching it that way. They both need to learn from each other and not just Daredevil needs to teach Castle not to kill. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to teach you how to be a better good guy. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Because to be honest, I'm watching all these... Um, I'm watching a lot of these superhero shows, and the whole heroes not don't kill thing, it's just uh, it's a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I find myself in so many situations being like, Batman just kill the Joker, right? <laughs> like he has maniacally killed so many people, just kill him, just kill him, <laughs> just do it. If you just do it, then your life will be so much better. But that's that's his thing. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about other Marvel Netflix or <laughs> Marvel TV properties. Oh, one thing before we move on. Uh Jeff Loeb did say recently that uh a Punisher solo series, like a Punisher Netflix solo series, is not something that's being thought about right now. They're not gonna do it right now. I'm not I'm not saying that's to imply that they will do it later. He just said that they're not going to do that. They're not thinking right about now. It. I yeah. Got you. yeah, not in the works right now. Right. So, uh, a couple of people uh, have spotted in uh, the Agents of Shield promo for when it returns, Crusher Creel is has been seen in there. So that character, um, Carl Crusher Creel, the Absorbing Man, is going to yeah. be back. Yeah, which uh, we had somebody post. Some feedback about that, which I I, I did not know this. Uh, but Nathaniel Muzzy. Yeah, Nathaniel posted, according to comicbook.com, Absorbing Man is going to return in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. In the comics, his son was a secret warrior. That is correct. His son was Stonewall. He was one of the secret warriors. Cool. Definitely interesting that they're bringing him around. Yes. Actually. Uh, I wonder how that'll work. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just a... Uh, I, I, I like the way they've built these teams so far. It'll be weird to somehow include Absorbing Man, but also somehow connect to his son and then be like, hey, villain son, you want to join the team? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Although. They'll probably think of something cooler than that. No, no. Villain's son or villain's offspring is a, it's a recurring thing. That's true. Yo-Yo Rodriguez. Point. Was uh, the Griffin's daughter? Oh yeah! Remember we talked about last week, John. We Horton. did, we did the Griffin, um, which and then talking more about our feedback. Mark Amargo said to us on Facebook said in regards to the John Horton conversation, John Horton was already mentioned in MCU in season one of Agents of Shield episode eighteen. John Garrett said toward during the fridge raid. First time I came down here was to lock up Johnny Horton. Ever heard of him? He somehow gave himself these lion's paws for hands. Can you imagine? <laughs> I had completely forgotten about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I had to. I had to. And that's so exciting. Yeah. Well, what's cool is if Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo is his daughter. Yeah. That's neat. So yeah. Yo-Yo, uh, it's, and, and not to mention that, but another theme is of uh, Daisy being Mr. Hyde's yes. daughter. So like, it seems like the entire older generation of here, of, uh, Powered people was evil, and now uh, <laughs> Shield is like building up uh, the, all their children to go fight them. <laughs> oh, the Runaways! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which we have some other feedback once we get to Agent Carter Jeez. about Runaways, <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh man, it's so funny that like a lot of our a lot of our feedback and talk is that like 
uh, is all centering around what we're talking about now. Well, it's it's less about Agent Carter now and more about like how Agent Carter is going to lead into the stuff now. Like why they're telling the story that they're telling now. Like is this to set up for stuff that's going to be happening? Right. Agents of I Shield. I feel like they should just embrace that. I feel like Agent Carter would be more successful if they just went ahead and embraced. Why people are watching this show, at least why I'm watching this show, is because I want to know what happens like to lead to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, uh, like, what led us to here? Like, go ahead and found S.H.I.E.L.D. already, you know? Yeah. Like, I really want to see that. And I think if they did that, they'd have, it'd be a little cheesier, because it'd be like, eh, audience, see where this is going? Yeah. But, like. At the same, if they could weave those moments in. Did you ever watch, you're not a Star Trek fan, right? I'm a little bit. Did you ever watch any of Star Trek Enterprise? No. Star Trek Enterprise told its own story. It had its own arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people fell off after like the first season because it was kind of bad. But after that, it had a really good, like strong arc. But almost every episode or every few episodes, they had some sort of little nugget of like, this will lead to that. Uh, like some sort of technology or some sort of like race that's going through this that will later become the race that is dealing with this in a future, you know, in a future series because okay. it was a prequel. Um, a it's, whole lot of tongue in cheek, like this is going to happen. Yeah, like see, <laughs> we're leading or, up to this more more than just tongue in cheek. A lot of it was like just blatantly like <laughs> mysteries, like um. One of my favorite ones, and spoiler alert for Star Trek Enterprise, one of my favorite ones is in the original series, Klingons didn't have ridges on their heads. Yeah. In the Next Generation, Klingons have ridges on their heads. Yeah. And in the new stuff, they have, like, jewelry adorning it. Right. Yes. Uh, well, uh, they have they have a, this, this interesting episode where the Klingons have, like, some sort of disease that's ravaging their homeworld. So, hmm. uh, they have to help heal that disease and it ends up like ridding them, ridding them of their ridges. And someone tells in the episode, like, oh, it'll take a few generations for those ridges to return to full prominence or something like that. Oh, it's, it's such a, it's such a, like, uh, it was just fun that they like this thing that was really a production problem. Like they didn't have in the original series. They just created them for the next generation. They like fix little continuity errors like that. And stuff. <laughs> I just, I love that. I love that shit. So it's a big retcon series. Uh, not all of it's like that, but a lot of it's just like <laughs> little things that led to this or that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's super fun. All right. All right. Um, shall we continue on our news? Yes, we shall. Let's. So Elizabeth Henstridge, who plays, Gemma Simmons in Agents of Shield. This is a small spoiler. This alert. is a little bit of a spoiler uh, because uh, she confirmed this, this what Grant Ward is becoming. Yes, this is not. This is an Agents of Shield spoiler. It is not officially from Marvel. It was something she let slip at a panel. So yeah, I like to give a little spoiler alert before that. Okay, fine. Skip ahead thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Sure. Uh, she confirmed that Grant Ward is now going to be playing the Hive. The question posed to her was. Who do you love working with that you that plays a character that you absolutely hate in Agents of Shield? And she mentioned Grant Ward playing the Hive. So I believe it was Marco Margo that pointed out that the Hive had a whole lot of similarities to what this this beast in uh in the Inhumans realm or whatever on Maveth uh 
was like all of the similarities between those two characters. Yeah, yeah. We we spoke. The, a lot of people posted it, and it was it was going around everywhere that that was a possibility that this looked like it might be the case. Uh, but it it looks at least if Gemma Simmons was telling the truth. Um, Man, she was there. She knows. <laughs> she could be lying. She could be an agent of deception. <laughs> She's double agent. But <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so last uh, last bit of television, Marvel television news that that we've got is that um, the series that the series that was announced. T- to be a Bobby Morse Mockingbird and uh, Lance Hunter centric show. Yeah. Like them on the run or, or not them on the run. Um, them together. Uh, Marvel's most wanted. That series description has finally been released. Let's hear it. By ABC. Series description for Marvel's most wanted. Do, do we know anything about when this is coming on? No, there's no, there's no indication of a timeline. Nothing's been, Set in stone yet, no, no debut date, but apparently it's in the works now. Cool. Uh, the logline is as follows. <clears throat> Centers on Bobby Morse, a.k.a. Mockingbird, and Lance Hunter of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., two ex-spies and ex-spouses who are on the run with no friends, no S.H.I.E.L.D., and a long list of enemies looking to claim a bounty on their heads. Able to trust no one but each other, Bobby and Hunter form an uneasy alliance with Dominic Fortune, a rogue adventurer with a wealth of resources and even more adversaries who agrees to protect them so long as they help him with his own agenda. These two heroes will help anyone in need, all while trying to uncover the conspiracy that put their own lives in jeopardy. Oh, so it is them being chased. It is them on the run. I said that because I had read it before and accidentally let that go, but they are on the run. For some reason. Okay, so it is, they are the most wanted. It's not going to be Yeah, it's not them hunting the bad guys. It's them trying to figure out what conspiracy. The hunter has become the hunted. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop it. Yes. Stop it. That's twice tonight. <laughs> I can't even deal with you. Uh... <laughs> I wanted to make that joke. <laughs> I feel like that's why a lot of people don't like puns is because they didn't get there first. Oh, I think puns are, and not not saying this because I'm good at them, because I'm not. <laughs> I think puns are some of the highest form of comedy. They're the best. Not that they're like, um, there's no finesse to them. There's no subtlety. It's just the cleverness it takes sometimes to like construct a pun well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, Shakespeare did it. Yeah, absolutely. And I... <laughs> He did it all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, I, I just love it when there's a great a great pun is, is made. I love that. I'm not saying that was one. I'm just saying in general. I like it. So Delroy Lindo is going to be that Dominic Fortune guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they're going to go with the crazy backstory that he has in the comics. But so far it looks like he's just a... I mean, he's a rogue adventurer with a wealth of resources and even more adversaries. Interesting. That's what they say. So Sounds like Indiana Jones meets Howard Stark. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, uh, I like that. I like that, though. That's, that's intriguing, and it builds suspense for what's coming for the rest of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season. Yeah, I had no idea uh, 
that 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 yeah. I had no idea there was going to be them on the run. I really didn't. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, because we we had talked about how we thought that this was going to be like them forming another organization. How it could be yeah. like them hunting down the most wanted people exactly. just to lock them up or or kill them or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This sounds like a way better show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do they have better ideas than us? I don't know. It's almost like they do that for a living. We were just making shit up. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's that next piece of news? That next piece of news is a little bit of confirmation of uh, who Martin Freeman is going to be in Civil War. Uh, it has been confirmed that he is going to be Everett Ross, who in the comics is a frequent liaison to Wakanda. Um, that says a lot that he's likely going to be in Black Panther movie. Yeah. He's going to make reappearances as that character. Possibly, unless he's like part of the problem in Civil War and gets taken out. I doubt it. I don't know. I doubt it. Who's part of the who, who can we even say is part of the problem though? Um Crossbones. He's part yeah, of the problem. Crossbones is part of the problem. Which which this guy is a liaison from the UN. What if uh, Crossbones attacks the UN and he was like in on it or something? I think, I think not. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just making shit up again. And um, you're doing it poorly. But no, uh, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Martin Freeman a lot, so I'm, I'm down with whoever he's playing. And I know that's a character, uh, that's a character from comics. So yeah, cool. yeah, it's it's somebody who's making the transition from comics to film again. Um. With that being said, since we're now talking about Civil War stuff, Captain America Civil War, there's going to be a bunch of promo pictures also in the feed that you can look at. Um, Empire released a couple of new, uh, a couple of new Captain America Civil War centric covers. Uh, one is half of Cap Shield that looks like it's been like broken right down the middle, and yeah. the other half is, of the other half of the cover is Tony Stark's mask. That looks like it's been broken in the same way. So nice. You've got this just like the shattered halves of this relationship. That's awesome. kind of look into it, you know. Um, then there's uh, there's other promo pictures that include. They should have um, done that, but shaped it like a heart. Oh, that'd be it's cute. Like broken in the middle, like half cap, half. I I don't think that I would approve of that. <laughs> that sounds dumb. They you don't know, like any of my ideas today. They have better ideas than you, Matt. Anyway, <laughs> I think my heart idea is pretty good. <laughs> um, so lots of picks up there. Lots of picks up there. One of the new promo pictures is um, Scarlet Witch in her new costume. Ooh, and she's um, looking real nice in that. Always is. I was trying to be subtle, Matt. I was trying to be subtle, Matthew. What a pretty lady. Yeah. Well. Her costume design looks it looks better. It looks like it's more thought out in this one. Cool. Well, she's, a, she's an Avenger now. Before yeah. it, it looked like she was just wearing clothing. Before yeah. she was just a street person, <laughs> just a random hobo. We picked this one up. I don't know if I would say she looked like a random hobo. But, yeah, you know, completely random hobo. Just a, pers- a person in clothing is all I was. Nah, just some street urchin. <laughs> Some street rat, you know, Aladdin. Oh, I I know street rat. She was who was who was the Riff monkey? Raff, street rat. I don't buy that. If only they'd look closer. 
Let's not be. Would they easy. see a poor boy? God, would you stop? No, serene. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh man. Uh, so Chadwick Boseman talked about. Uh, God, I can't even. How do you? How do you deal with you? <laughs> it's difficult. It's hard. It's difficult most days. <laughs> So also in that Empire Magazine article, uh, Chad Bozeman talked about Black Panther's role in the Civil War. It looked a lot like he's just fighting for Tony Stark, right? In the in the trailers. Um, I don't know if I... Th- I th- well, like, I, only one reason I would say that is because that one picture that was revealed. Other than that, I, I thought he was, like, a different... Well, you saw him kicking... Um... You see him chasing Cap at one point. No, Cap's chasing him. Oh, Cap's chasing him. Okay. You see him kicking uh, Winter Soldier, like double foot, backspin kick. Yeah. He definitely seems to be falling on Tony's <clears throat> side yeah. in the end, at least. Well, he went on to clarify, or Chadwick Boseman wanted to clarify that his role is not so much a um, like a, a pick a side and, and join the fight kind of guy. He's He's not on anybody's team. He said, it's my political mission to tame it and get it under control. So gotcha. He's the he's the mediator, I guess. Interesting. I don't know. Neat. Um, he said he's not a superhero in the usual sense when it came to the but when it came to the matter of his 2018 solo film, he clarified that it is a superhero movie, but it's still character driven. And he remained quiet, quote unquote, about whether or not T'Challa will have the superhuman senses and physical abilities he has in the comics in Civil War. But uh, he, he does like have he was the... running pretty good. Oh, yeah. He does have the vibranium suit, which, I mean, they could probably, like, movie science that into saying, like, when he runs, the vibrations that he puts down into his feet get dispersed through movement and make him run faster somehow, mm-hmm. you know, pseudoscience-y. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Either way... Captain America Civil War opens on May 6th, 2016, and I cannot wait. Yeah, it's very soon. Oh my god, it's so, so soon. I'm taking work off. I'm going to watch it like 18 times. (laughs) Drop all of my money on it. Anyway, let's move on a little bit. Uh, Let's do other movie news that's coming out this year. Sounds good. Doctor Strange right now is filming in London, and there are... More set videos and photos coming up. I guess people just follow Benedict Cumberbatch around and have their phones on, like, recording just all the time. But these set videos are uh, of Benedict Cumberbatch in full Doctor Strange garb, and it's it's all right. He looks very much like the character. He does. And, oh, man. I'm just, I'm really excited for that. And... They're filming in London, but it's it's like a, a New York, a pseudo New York setup in the street, and I'll I'll uh, I'll throw those pictures into the the stills from that video into the um, the slideshow on this feed. Cool on this episode, and I guess I can post the uh, the link to the video. It's eighteen minutes long, and it involves them shooting and reshooting a lot of scenes just to you know make sure they get it right. Right. Um, they run to a man who falls at one point. She would tell Ezio Four is in it. Baramordo is oh, in nice. there. So that's uh that's something that's that's you know, look forward to. 
very I'm much really so, excited very about much so. that. That's really all the news I've got. We can talk about the promo for Agent Carter's finale yeah. after everything. After we, after we have our Agent Carter spoiler section, which is about time to start, I think. Before we go into our spoiler section for Agent Carter this week, we have one uh, little piece of feedback. Uh, Tiny G on our WordPress doc said, not MCU related, but you guys talked about marketing campaigns slash geocache thing. Uh, and I found, and I just found this. It's um, a link to cloverfieldclues.blogspot.com. Uh, pretty cool stuff. I wish they could do something like this in the MCU. Sign me up for that road trip. Um, yeah, they're doing a Cloverfield sort of geocaching slash, um, uh, yeah, like uh, scavenger hunt sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I love those things. I would love, I'd love to get involved. You know what holds me up more than anything though? What? I'm looking at this cloverfieldclues.blogspot.com. And it's just like lots. I don't know where to start. <laughs> I wish they would just give me a starting. Like, here's your first clue for here's the scavenger one. hunt. Go find it. It's like uh, here's a directory in which you can find other posts, and one of them might have a clue in it. And I, I just don't have the time for that. I will like I will solve clues and run around all day. Uh, but <laughs> I, lo- I love a good scavenger hunt. But I don't know. Just like digging through websites isn't my thing. <laughs> I get that. Not very I good at that. that. Um, I understand. I don't really know how to like navigate. I'm not good at like the more bloggy type web. <laughs> I'm good at like pretty normal websites. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not very good at the internet. <laughs> I'm not very internet skilled. Mm-mm. It's okay. That's why you have me. That's why I'm here. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So, um, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, Tiny G. Tiny G? Is he the O-G? Who is Tiny? I don't know. He just said Tiny G. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. Let's move um, on, though. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go into the spoiler section for Agent Carter in just a couple minutes. But first, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you'd like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, facebook.com slash mcucast, at mcucast on Twitter, or just give us a phone call at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we can play that audio uh, leave a message and we can play that audio on the cast and uh, yeah that's my favorite way because we actually get your voices on the cast uh, but uh, we can also read your comments so send us in anything you like um, we'd love to hear what you're thinking about uh, the current stuff that's coming on Agent Carter soon to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or uh, you know anything MCU related we love it um, thank you all very much uh, we're going to go into our spoiler section now. Oh, if you're looking for a uh, similar podcast to this, but it's about the DC universe, all of the DC properties coming to film and television, check out uh, dconscreen.com. Uh, those guys, that, they, they do a great podcast about all of the DC properties. So we're holding down the Marvel side. They're holding down the DC side. And not just <laughs> the Mar- cinematic universe, but they cover all that TV stuff. Because uh, it's a bunch of different universes. A, but, yeah, they cover like five universes worth of DC uh, television and film. <laughs> God, it's yeah, too much. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so, all right, you ready? You ready to go to the spoiler section? Let's do it. 
All right, we're going to the spoiler section for Agent Carter, episodes 8 and 9, in 3, 2, 1. Jason Wilkes exploded with blackness, and not just because he's African-American, but it's the Dark yeah. Force. Yeah, the Dark Force. I, I think just calling it the Dark Force Okay, would be Jason Wilkes exploded with Dark Force. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, he did indeed. Why did they end it just with that? There was no, like, ah! I still that leads into it I so just well. Don't know the rules of Dark Force. I don't think anybody does. And I'm kind I don't know if I'm annoyed by it or I'm intrigued by it because I'm like I don't know the rules here. Like why did it affect them so differently in the first place? Like he goes non-corporeal and she turns into this super powered villain. <laughs> yeah, like she has she uses it as a weapon and he's just kind of controlled by it. Yeah. I don't know. Neither. I mean I really don't want it to be like he's cloak and she's dagger. Like I don't want that to happen. I no, don't like I don't, her. I don't think I don't think that's where we're going. I I, I did uh, once I once she talked about him being uh, we had been talking about cloak the, the him being cloak thing. Yeah. Um and <clears throat> once we talked once she started trying to convince him that his powers were um within him like or like she he should embrace the powers instead of running from it and all that stuff yeah uh then i started seeing that that kind of big eye that he sees or what it looks like a portal yeah what if that's like a what if is what if he can like uh go non-corporeal and zoom through some sort of portal to a different place or whatever it started making me think he was cloak technically that's how nightcrawler teleports that's why the dust follows him because he goes through a particular realm. Oh, really? But he's he's in film. He's not our he's not our universe, right? <laughs> anyway, um, it could be. It, I don't know. Like he 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 started as such a uh, just a one off character that they were like, Wilkes? let's make him. Yeah, let's make him into this other thing, and like let's actually build him out into this universe, and like. That was really interesting and really cool, but like now they're getting into territory where I'm like, I, I'm not sure who he is. Yeah, I don't or like who he's supposed to become. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, or if I'm, it's just like this is just him. <laughs> I did start thinking uh, with this black goo sticking to everyone. Black uh, space goop. Black space goop, uh, and they go back for more. Like uh, started thinking more about the symbiote. <laughs> Oh God! Because they do own the rights now. Well, to use symbiote character, they don't Spider-Man own character. the rights. Okay, to, they have the right to use Spider-Man characters. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be real, real crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. Absolutely not. But I just keep thinking of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. I, I thought this episode was super fun. Both of these episodes were great. They really were. This is, this is the show that we've been wanting to have yeah, happen. Yeah, it really is. The way they use old comic book technology yeah. like looks like 40s technology uh, the big gamma ray yeah the huge oh that, that thing was if you'd miniaturize it, it would fit in like right in marvin martian's hand oh like, yeah it just looks like that sort of cartoony incredibly campy sciencey thing and i like i like that uh that samberly was like the voice of reason with these things because you have so many times where like scientist makes a thing he's never tested it Oh yeah, it'll work. It'll definitely work. I'm going to like it's going to work in this way because this is the way that it should work because I did the science and I know that it's going to work this way and he's like, "I don't know." Like, you ask me how this is going to react, this thing that I've never fired, how this is going to react with the thing that I did not know existed until now. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Like, we can turn it on, and I'll be happy if it works. Well, I just took that partially as, like, this is a Tony Stark, or a Howard Stark design. I don't know. I, I can't handle I don't well, know. Well, he did say that he has to fix a few things. Yeah, I think that was bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least, I don't know if you took it that way. I, I totally did. I totally thought, well, I had to make a few, you know, modifications on his design, but, like, yeah, no, you didn't. If you did, that's why it's not working. <laughs> when he said it, when he said I have to make a few, a few changes, I was like, oh, no, he broke it. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no. What kind of changes? It runs on gerbil power now. It shows a little wheel inside. No, that wouldn't work. I saw... This is completely un-MCU or Carter-related. I saw a badass... Uh, thing today it was like how would you like unlimited power and i was like huh and then i clicked on the video and it was someone putting like a wheel which you know if you can spin a wheel you can create power mm-hmm. someone putting a wheel uh and putting a ball bearing on the inner part of that wheel and then they put a magnet that was attracting the ball bearing causing it to go up the ramp causing the wheel to spin just in infinity mm-hmm it was awesome. I believe they call that a Parendev motor. Yeah? Yeah. I've never seen it before. Yeah. I was like, that's super clever. Why don't they, why aren't we using that <laughs> on some small scale? <laughs> Seemed neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. The problem with those comes in mechanical breakdown. Sure, sure. Because like, you have something that's never stopping moving. Friction is going to be a real big issue. Well, yeah. That, yeah. that goes for any sort of uh anyway anyway i just thought it was neat yeah yeah <clears throat> now i've looked into parent up motors a, a bit i uh i was like i'm gonna break physics and have perpetual motion happen and i just i'm not an engineer so yeah whenever i was like i'm gonna make this happen i was using like super glue and <laughs> magnets and, like i just i yeah, didn't no, have it I, I don't have any of that ability i was young i just thought dumb. it was neat i was like uh you know i could see like a big Parendev motor outside your house just powering enough electricity oh, yeah. for it, your house. I mean, it makes sense theoretically. Yeah, could be cool. It would be. All right. Get that pumping in a generator. So let's talk about some feedback that we've got. We've from, got feedback. From, from, uh, some of it's from last week, some of it's from this week. There's not much, but there's a little here. There's a little bit here. So uh, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, Crazy fan thought. Do you think Agent Carter's Council of Nine could be setting up to become the Pride from the Runaways comics, which has been a long-rumored potential TV series? I don't know, but we did mention earlier the Runaways. It could be that they're that they're moving, kind of molding the Runaways into Secret Warriors. Since, <clears throat> since we've got all of the, the we've got a bunch of villain parents yeah we've got a bunch of villain parents we've got a bunch of the the good kids joining the team yeah like it's very possible i would love to see them actually do runaways i that's actually a comic i read and yeah. loved um but no I, I i think the council of nine is from the comics correct yeah it's from secret empire so i think i don't think they're the same thing but i think that uh it's possible that a an organization that gets passed down and changes over time. Plus, it seems like, I think if I remember correctly, the Pride, if that was the group of parents, I may be spacing the Pride, maybe something else. Uh, but it, uh, I believe they were actually like super villains. They weren't just a council of nine men making decisions to guide the world. Kind oh, yeah. of, the Council of Nine seems a little more like a, 
uh, Illuminati type thing. Well, sorry, can't say Illuminati. <laughs> I don't mean that. Uh, kind, yes. I don't mean that kind of Illuminati. I have taught you well. <laughs> uh, it just seems like a uh, like an old whatever, like an old white guy council. <laughs> uh, whereas uh, I think the Pride was more like a group of supervillains. It was. I so yeah. I, I don't think that they're the same thing. I think that it's probable. That they're just uh, a different evil group of people. <laughs> it's fair. That's fair. But uh, but Runaways is awesome, and I'm ho- I hope they do make that. That would be fun. I think Runaways would make like a great like short Netflix series. The only problem with Runaways is you would have to rely on child actors, probably. Yeah, yeah. And that's sometimes a like tough. Tom Holland's age. Yeah, and Tom Holland. Let's hope he's great. But there's it's it's rare to find a great actor around that age, <laughs> um, you yeah. Know, and it's just uh, it's a skill you have to learn it over time. Plus, I mean, there are so many other Marvel properties going on right now. Do you really think that that would be one that they could just kind of throw out there without without setting up? I mean, they, they could be setting it up, but I just don't see it happening with everything that they're doing going on right now. Like, yeah, I mean, right now lot. they're they're focused. On the def- building the defenders on the Netflix side, they're building the Shield universe on the TV side, and then they're building all this big sort of they're the leading larger, to Infinity Wars they're right leading now. To Infinity War in the big big show. Uh, so so I but I do I think there's room for it. Uh, maybe not right away, but but soon. I think they could. I think they could absolutely could throw it on. Netflix. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, if I mean if they at the end of this season of Agents of Shield, like if they led to the dissolution of Shield completely. And everything just churn- that just turns into secret warriors, um, there very well could be room for you know like power people set up from the Council of Nine. Uh, maybe there's an offshoot into the Pride, and then there's the Runaways. Like that could very well happen. Yeah, I wonder if the Council of it's just, Nine it would have to be set up very well. Seeing as it seems to be an organization that does travel or that does change, I wonder if it will still exist. And we'll get a shot of what the Council of Nine looks like in current timeline. Yeah, maybe. And it's not the Council of Nine anymore. It's well, like not, the Council of Five. Not at the moment, but I'm assuming <laughs> they will rebuild or maybe maybe not. Maybe that was the only Council of Nine ever. I don't know. I just know that Thompson was asking for a seat at the Council. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't know if that was like a thing that they're going to... Maybe, maybe the Council's been around a long time and gets new members or maybe... That was it. Maybe maybe there's only two of them left, and that makes sense. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. What is that room going to look like after Wilkes, you know, <sighs> after the Wilkes explosion? The Wilkes bomb? The W bomb? Yeah. I don't know. I don't mm. know. Like, if he erupted, did he trigger the Gamma bomb? Did he... I doubt he triggered it, but they were trying <sighs> to trigger it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Fix it! Click fixed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about that scene? That was such an intense scene. The four of them standing by the car, aiming guns at each other. Because these are, for all intents and purposes, four of our good guys. You know, like yeah. Even though Jack Thompson's kind of a yeah. Well, he's been kind of uh, iffy, but he, especially I think this at season. this point, he's kind of an antihero. Uh, may yeah yeah um, for sure. He definitely has elements of that, but I just... Um, it's hard to say. I was surprised. I was surprised that they legitimately got me to a place where uh, Carter 
pulls a gun on Jack Thompson, and I believe she would have shot. Yeah. I think that she would have shot his hand and, like, Maybe. destroyed his detonating device. Because, honestly, like, if you think about Agent Carter from the Captain America the First Avenger movie, she shot the cab driver who was driving the the one Hydra guy, like, the first Hydra guy that we meet. Yeah. Like, she shot that cab driver just, bow, just immediately. Great, like, pistol sniping kind of skill. Yeah. She's and a just, badass. Very cold about it. Like she, she has very good accuracy and doesn't really, uh, doesn't really think twice about things that need to happen like that. And now she's like, she's aiming the gun at the guy's hand or at the at at Thompson and is debating on whether or not to pull the trigger. Like, well, th- just that shoot was his hand. That was an opera. Uh, yeah, possibly. It's just there's a lot going on now. Consequences. Yeah. For sure. And why I almost feel a little annoyed at Carter for caring so much about Wilkes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he just told her. Like, he pointed a gun at your face and then said, that was my own volition. That's me doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, all right, then we're done. Like, yeah. Anything that we had is over now. All right. Yeah. Moving on with life. Let's let, let free the gamma bombs. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and blow it. But uh, the popsicle stand, the waste management facility. I feel like the biggest <laughs> thing in this episode, the, the, one of the biggest things in this episode for me was um, the distraught Jarvis. Oh, yeah, man, that was rough. That hurt my soul. Yeah, me too. God, just oh, and and his 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 changeover to being just like the most cold, ruthless, vengeance-seeking person where he was, like, not two episodes ago, he was just kind of goofy. He was comic relief. Well, there was, like, actual consequences that that are persistent. Like, uh, man, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy. And then his outburst at Peggy, whenever she, like, got them out of the truck. Mm -hmm. His outburst at her that just felt like a very real emotion to have. Like, that's exactly the reaction I would have. I would yeah. lash out, too. His wife's been shot, and they can no longer bear children. Like, that's that's some intense shit. That's like... Yeah. That is... Feels more real to me than just someone dying. Like, if she had just died, it would have been like, oh, that happens on TV all the time. I'm kind of just like... <laughs> that's the thing that happens on TV. They would have had to really make me invest in her to really care. But um, the way... Uh, that's something I just... Him not being able to tell her the truth, all of that—that that was rough. It's rough stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of all the age of kind of the age of comic book science, forties. I loved in the at the end of the first episode we saw tonight, Edge of Mystery, the 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 big black hole appearing and sucking Wilkes in, and then firing the gamma bomb or the gamma ray or whatever. That was all awesome. The gamma cannon. I think. Oh was, yeah, yeah. That was just awesome. That was just great. It was really, like, it was also really good um, visual effects. Yeah, work. for sure. Like, it looked really cool. If it, Yeah, it, 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 I was, like, excited just to see what was going to happen with the big opening in the tear in the universe or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, the scar forming, and then what like, were they going to let in? Which they apparently let in something. Wilkes has, was lying there, like I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous. Keep me away from people. Blah. Yeah, like what do you think he has released into these this world? I don't know. Like when when I saw his skin crawling, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I know what's going to happen here. He's got that inhuman, like the beast in him. And then he's going to somehow die and it's going to latch on to, uh, to Whitney Frost and she's going to become Madam Hydra. And then that's going to be, you know, the whole, like the inhuman thing. But no, no, the thing has been on Maveth for centuries. Right. right so right, right. that can't be it. And hmm. What is going to happen with him? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It's it's just whenever they were talking about building a ray, I was like, "Haha, call back to the character that he was based on. He made the invisibility like ray and it made him intangible." Haha. <laughs> oh no, they're talking gamma. Oh, this is different. Yeah. Now it's a gamma bomb? What? Gamma well, did, bomb? Did you ever for a second think Thompson was flipping? What do you mean? Like, actually go into the dark side? A little bit, yeah. Like, yeah. I was pretty well sold on him being, like, wanting a seat on the council. Right. I I stayed pretty much on, securely on the side of he was going to do the right thing. Or at least what he thought was the right thing. Yeah. But there was a little part of me that was like, you know, if they went there, I wouldn't... It wouldn't be out of character. Like, I wouldn't completely... Yeah. So it was it was it was well done. It was well done. I never I never fully thought he was going to defect and go to the dark side, but I really there were moments where I was like he could though. He really yeah. could. I just don't trust him. Like when he asked uh Souza like do you trust me? I was like no. 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 No, no, no. <laughs> don't no. trust him, Souza. <laughs> and Souza was like absolutely not. Well, that's good enough. Good enough. <laughs> I just I really like all of their their character interactions in this this these two episodes. Like this is the show that we've been wanting. Yeah. This is the show that we this is the show we've deserved. I really I've <laughs> I've enjoyed this this uh particular run of episodes. It's been really really good. And how about how about Enver Geokaj's singing ability? He was so good. He was pretty awesome. Hopefully Joss Sorry. Whedon will put him in uh Dr. Horrible sing-along blog season two. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, that musical number was quite fantastic. I really liked Jarvis showing up like in top hat, just kind of swaying. He did a little back move. Doing, like a little bit of dancing. And then he's just like, da-da, wake <laughs> up. <laughs> Thought that was really funny. They, they did a, a lot of the dancers were really good. Uh, in, including you know Carter and Wilkes, and it was a lot of fun. Well, you know this uh, that was the crossover bit with the Dancing with the Stars people. Oh, is that who those people yeah, were? That's what I that did was. Not know that. Yeah, that was um, just you know a little crossover with reality TV. That's didn't, weird. Didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> I didn't either. That's kind of fun. I hope I, I hope it rang, wrangled in some new viewers for them. Does this come on after Dance with the Stars? I don't know. I don't watch that. I know. I know one of our shows. I think I want to say it did. I want to say it did because I remember <laughs> we'd always be watching for it, to, waiting for it to come on, and that would be what was on TV while I was waiting. What I really want to have happened is for that, like that scene, to have been a scene that got judged for Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> that that would be a real crossover. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, oh, you guys did that episode. You did okay. 
So we're going to go ahead and give everybody a seven. So I guess those were just the dancers, not the stars, I'm right? I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I didn't recognize, like... I didn't recognize anybody, but I don't watch Dancing with I the Stars. I didn't see, like, Steve Buscemi in there or something. Is he on there? No, I'm just making up some random people who okay. I can see being on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. <laughs> and see Bill Nye the Science Guy in there. Yeah. Bill Nye was nowhere to be found. <laughs> well, everybody was in period dress, so obviously you couldn't tell. Yeah, because you can't you can't see him without the lab coat. Yeah, right. He's fully camouflaged. <laughs> he's in, he's invisible without his lab coat. <laughs> he blends into the rest of society without his lab coat or bow tie. What about uh, what about Vernon Masters actually being Vernon Masters instead of Red now? Like, I think of him as Vernon Masters now. Yeah, I do too. I really do too. I think that uh, he was been a great. Like he really sold me on that character. Yeah, he was a great character tonight. He didn't feel like just that actor yelling lines. Yeah, he didn't just... He wasn't thrown in this time. Absolutely. And his turn is... Honestly, it's a little, like... It's kind of confusing, but I can also see how they got there. Like, I did. I understood where they were coming from before they convinced Peggy. Once Peggy got convinced, I was a little like... <laughs> Whoa! What? Why is Peggy cool with this plan? I don't understand why she'd be cool with this plan at all. Yeah, like at first I thought that they were just going to be pulling one over on Vernon Masters, and then it turned into like, oh no, he's part of the plan. Like, wait, what? Yeah. They're going to do what? And what does Vernon have <laughs> on the ball? Like, he was like, well, we can make this work because I have all this information on you guys. He's got dirt on Thompson's past. I don't know what dirt he has on Sousa other than Sousa's been kind of working behind the scenes with Agent Carter. Uh, there's that file that um, that we're apparently not 100% certain is what actually happened anywhere. Like, it's an official document, but, like, yeah. did he did he generate it? Like, Yeah, that's what they said in the previous episode, but we just don't know. We just don't know. And we didn't really get a... Uh, we didn't get a full look into what is in the file. Like, we got a little bit of... Thompson reading it and we saw like M Carter and I was like, Oh, that's not, that's not Peggy. That could be anybody. And I was like, no, wait, that's Margaret Carter. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I had a whole lot of duh moments on this episode. I was like, no, you know that's, Oh yeah. I didn't get that either. I saw M Carter and I was thinking it was like her brother or something. Michael is his name. Okay. Yeah. Well, Michael and Margaret. Okay. And I don't know if there's another sibling. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Hmm. So yeah. Anyway, I think this this, this set episodes is really great. I'm excited to see what happens next week. I'm like totally floored to know what what is dark matter, how it works. Antimatter or no zero matter. Right, zero matter. Dark force. Sorry, dark force, zero matter. Um, does it? It seemed almost like Wilkes seemed to think it had a will. They both did. Yeah. They've been talking about like a chattering voice they're hearing. A whispering voice. Um, yeah. So Just close your eyes and listen. Mm-hmm. Just focus on it. Like, what? Why? That's weird. And now it seems that uh, Dr. Wilkes has the ability to become incorporeal whenever he wants oh, to. Oh, right. Like, that at was will. It. And, and re-corporeal, which... Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Like, I guess he just has to focus on it a lot, like in the movie Ghost. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> we'll just call him Patrick Swayze from now on. Oh, yeah, the Swayze. I was weird that Patrick Swayze exploded that way. <laughs> his his body was doing what 
what Whitney Frost's face is doing before he exploded. Yeah, it looked like just that zero matter was just pouring out of every inch of him. Yeah. I wonder if he still even exists. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. Has he been taken over by some dark force? Yeah, whatever that is. I just don't know if this dark force thing is going to have a will of its own, if it's going to be like a mind in there, or if it's just... Like, is it a link to the dark dimension? Is it... um. Is it Dumar- yeah, Dormammu? Like, we need a Howard Stark involved in this next episode. We really do. Yeah, we really need him to be around letting us know what what the science is. Because I, I like San, San, Sanberly. Sanberly. I like Sanberly, all right. Sanberly. He just doesn't give me the exposition I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Howard He's, Stark's the king of exposition. Well, Sanberly is just kind of this character who is also in it just like, I, I don't know, I'm feeling it out too, man. Like, we're in this together, but you got to give me the respect I deserve as a yeah. scientist. Except you're not telling us anything. Come on. He doesn't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it when scientists don't know. Howard Stark obviously knows what's going on. You have been spoiled by all of other TV. Scientists just know everything. It's just Howard Stark. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's always that scientist who, like, provides the exposition, uh... Like, whatever. Well, you see, Captain, it's a blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I'm a little uh, a little annoyed that we don't have any idea what the Dark Force does or what Zero Matter does, really. There are we'll, no rules. We'll get more of it. I hope so. There's only one episode left. Yeah. I don't well, know how much they're going to dig into like what it does. From what I understand, the uh, the promo kind of shows that it's everybody versus Whitney Frost in the next episode. Oh, okay. So... We'll probably get a little bit of that, maybe. Well, I mean, Howard Stark could also come back from Peru. Did he go to Peru? He, yeah. He went Peru. to South America. Oh, that's right. He could he come was, back from that, studied, having known a lot. Right. Well, let's, uh, I think, I feel like we've talked a good bit about this episode. Let's watch that promo and talk about what we <laughs> think might happen next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since we're already kind of discussing it. How about, um, uh, we're going to give, I guess, a secondary spoiler alert for this uh, promo that we're about to watch for next week's agent carter so if you don't want to know anything about the promo for next week uh we will see you soon we will talk to you next week if so if you do stick around well oh, for the if you guys are turning off uh before you go we would just like to let you know also this week there should be the deadpool uh giant size team up network cast that will be posted in, in our feed um it was a breaking the panel episode that we were uh, that we were featured on with all of the other giant size team up network people, uh, so be on the lookout for that. That was a really yeah. fun podcast to talk about. So when about. you hear a random other podcast in this in this feed, don't be alarmed. Don't freak out. Yeah, it's okay. All right, let's watch this Agent Carter promo. All right, that promo looks pretty cool. Yeah, we've got, and we definitely have Howard Stark there. We've got. When I, when I thought or when I when I heard that it was everyone versus Whitney Frost, I did not think that Joseph Manfredi was also going to be in there. Oh yeah, that's true. Like that, it looks like crazy. it looks like she gets all the power from whatever Wilkes explosion caused. It looks like she's absorbing it and getting all the power somehow, and she is not happy. It's almost like a horror movie. Like she's just chasing all the characters, yeah, taking them down. That's. Real terrifying. And then we had 
what looked like another portal scar yeah. um, into our world or whatever opening in the middle of the city. And it said it was going to be a shocking finale. Shocking finale. Leave us gasping at every turn. So, I'm excited. I am. I am as well. I'm excited. We this, got, this last two weeks really uh We got Howard back and he's me back trying to fire a cannon at her. Was that a cannon? It looked like the the viewfinder for the gamma cannon. Okay, cool. It looked like he got another one of those going. It looked to me like he was using some like movie equipment because it looked like they were on a movie set at one point. He said, "I've got a shot." Oh yeah, I didn't hear that. Hmm. Oh, I thought that was Souza with the gun. No. Okay. No, it was Stark. Yeah, it looks uh looks pretty great. Looks I'm really excited great. about this finale. Like, I want this show. <laughs> you know. Like, I yeah. want the show that we've been given for the past couple episodes. And I mean, I think we've gotten it over these episodes, just not as action-packed, not as interesting. Um, these last these last couple have really, like, been nailing the tone, I think we were. Yeah, like, give me a 40s spy show. Yeah. With a little bit of With, like, crazy actual, science. like, what they thought about science then. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like a '40s comic book? I don't know. It's just—it's just really been really fun. I just really like the period aspect of it. Yeah, especially the fake period that never existed. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the nuclear age, like just the like. The, no, it's the atomic age. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it's like that atomic age sort of almost silly looking technology. I just love that. Yeah, yeah. Love it. All right, well, guys, it's been great talking to you tonight. We're going to be back next week to cover the f- season two finale of Agent Carter. And now I'm really hoping they do renew this show. I don't, they I don't call know it, they will. Yeah, they call it Hollywood Ending. Oh, is that the last episode? Cool. Yep. Yep. All right, so come back and see us for Hollywood Ending. Until next time, true believers. Until next time.